Welcome to the Pedro and Banana Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Hannah. How are you doing? I'm good. Not too bad. How are Hannah? you? Well, I'm pretty good. Let me ask you a question, Hannah. Yeah. Have you ever taken a black cab in London? I have. And how was it? Yeah, good. Yeah? Yeah. I, I had really sore legs at the time, so it was totally worth getting in it. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Why did you have sore legs, Hannah? I, I was probably wearing really inappropriate shoes. Um, and I'd been walking for a while and it, I thought I'd be able to manage the whole thing walking where I was meant to be going and I couldn't. So, yeah, a black cab driver totally saved me. Really? Yeah, for sure. And they're sort of a symbol of London, aren't they? <laughs> Definitely. A hundred percent. When people think about that and travelling across London, they think London buses and the black cab and the tube. But Have you ever had a night out in London? Me personally, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, <laughs> I love London. Late night, night out, yes, yeah, yeah, and come out from somewhere and uh, needed to uh, get a cab. Mm-hmm. Um, who would you trust more, private hire Uber or a London black cab? Me, a London black cab. Yeah, everyone Every would, time. right? Every everyone time. would. Every time, and you I know, know where you are. Yeah, and lots of people, you know, suggest the cost side of things as to why they wouldn't get a black cab, but totally worth the money i think it's negligible yeah i agree with you a hundred percent i agree with you i grew up in london Mm -hmm. and there was nothing but a black cab yeah there were private little mini cab firms but Mm. central london black cabs Mm. all day long yeah definitely yeah it's still exciting even when you go to london it's like even from when you were little a day out would be seeing those or getting in one or you know any of those sorts of things so it's still almost like a I don't want to call it novelty, but it kind of is. It's a thing specific to London. It's important. It is important, yeah. They are important. Yeah. Well, today we've got a very special guest. Um, he's a black cab driver mm-hmm. from London, obviously. Yeah. Uh, his name is Aziz, mm-hmm. and uh, he has just been getting a raw deal. Yeah. Prior to the pandemic, a raw deal. Yeah. Post the pandemic or during the pandemic, a raw deal. Mm. So I spoke to him yesterday on the phone for mm-hmm. a little while, and we talked about, you know, some of the things that he's experienced. Obviously, he's got some really good first-hand knowledge yeah. of how the effects of the pandemic were seen in central London. Yeah, can you um, imagine? Night and day, you know, night, night and day things happened mm. between it, you know, just being bustling and him being busy and all of the things that he was up against with, you know, uh, private hire cabs and Uber and everything prior to the pandemic to just a light bulb going off, bang, yeah. nothing. No work for him, nothing. Madness. And so I thought it'd be great if we could talk to him about, you know, some of the things that he's experienced, what kind of support he's getting. Yeah. Um, how hard it was for him to get to where he where he could be a black cab yeah. uh, a driver. It's you not know. easy for them. He's a full <laughs> really green easy. badge holding, go anywhere, proper yeah. London cab driver. Four years doing the knowledge, mm-hmm. 40 grand investment, you know, yeah. really, really put his time in to get there. And uh, he's got some really interesting things to say. So we'll give him a call. Yeah, go for it. All right, let's call him. <laughs> While you slam your e-cig down. Well, thanks for pointing <laughs> that out. Here we go. Ring, ring. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Aziz. It's Peter and Hannah. Hi. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, good. good. Rela- relaxing. Uh, I'm, I'm actually fed up of relaxing. I want to work. Oh, bless you. Yeah. <laughs> we bet. Can we you bet. Imagine? Yeah. This is not your normal yeah. Friday night, is it, I suppose? No, well, I'm a, I used to be a night driver, but I normally do like 11-hour days, 
starting mm. around about nine o'clock, finishing about eight o'clock at night. Wow. Um, that's what I normally do now. It's still long enough, but I do that five days a week and not not work the weekends anymore. Right. There you go. The weekends are for my gigs when I get them. Oh. Gigs? Yes. I'm a keen bass player. I've been playing bass for the last 30 years. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you do that in, like, bars and clubs around London, or...? Well, it's mainly in like uh, for Turkish weddings. Me being a Turkish Cypriot, so there's oh, a wow. big, you know, Turkish community, and I play uh, bass in uh, quite a few bands, and was very busy. But with COVID, mm-hmm. it's like all of a sudden it's all gone. Yeah, all gone. And we spoke on the phone yesterday at some length about your experience of it. So at the moment, it's just completely dead for you. Nothing happening. Yeah, I mean, as I was saying. Um, on the 17th of March, I had a very good day last year. As soon as the 18th hit, when official lockdown happened, um, it was night and day, instant. There was no traffic, hardly anybody around. And I was driving around for hours and no jobs. Wow. It just instantly, night and day, that's how it was. Wow. I was going to ask you that, actually, because I wondered whether it was going to be, whether for you in London, whether it was an instant, all of a sudden shut off, or if you could slut, like slightly see it diminishing in terms of people being around or if it was just an instant but it sounds like it was a proper instant moment the crazy thing about it is when you're going from like season to season so let's just say you're approaching let's just say you're approaching christmas season mm. so normally roughly around in the middle of november you get lots of arabs that come over here for christmas yeah uh and then you, you see a gradual uh, climb of work and as soon as it hits maybe like the end of December, mm. then it's like a, it starts starts uh, like a gradual sort of a climb down and then it goes like completely dead. Right. In the lockdown, the first one, it was an instant from um, average to busy day to like non-existent. It really was. Wow. That's quite eerie. Yeah. <laughs> well, so your, yeah. your whole income, everything you relied on just dried up completely overnight. Completely. And do you uh, feel that, that I've... Do you, sorry, do you, I was do, just saying... It's, sorry, sorry, go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, do you feel that you've been supported by the government um, since that happened? With public support and public outcry from self-employed people from, you know, all sort of trades, not just the taxi trade, um, which sort of change.org and whatever, putting pressure on the government for to actually consider self-employed people because we do you know um you know uh we, we do add to the economy you know the self-employed mm. uh we took the initiative to you know uh, to train ourselves in the trades that whatever we're doing to try and be successful we take the risks and we pay our taxes and we when you're self-employed you actually work harder than you would do would do as an employed person but you have to mm-hmm. that's just the way it goes i'm not complaining but you, because you work harder and you do make sure you pay your taxes, well, a lot of a lot of people I know we do pay our taxes, and we're not looked after as well as uh, employed people. So, I was one of the lucky ones. I did get, um, you know, the grants that was available. Not a great amount, but it helps. Yeah. You know. But nowhere near what your usual earnings would be. No, no. I, I would say. Um, Easily, I'm, I'm I'm about I'd say seventy, eighty percent down. My easily. goodness, that's and, insane. And, uh, I mean, 
I don't have a wife and I don't have children. Those who have and those who have invested, um, you know, in the new taxis, which you must find are incredibly expensive. Um, are these the electric the, kind? Or yeah, they, yeah, 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 oh. yeah. I mean, you're talking about £70,000 there. That's crazy. You know, it's crazy. I mean, people mm. wonder, there's a lot of people that say, oh, black cabs. Shouldn't you mention black cabs? Mm. It's like, um, oh, no, it's expensive. Mm. That's all they think. But, you know, a lot of black cab drivers, if you've got a longer uh, journey, um, we are like individual shop proprietors, as it, as it were. Mm. We are open to some sort of negotiation. It's got to be reasonable. But mm. don't forget, the, the black cab driver what he or she had to go through to get that badge and the expense and the sacrifice is unreal. Yeah. You, you just can't... It, it, the, the, you know, the public that doesn't realise what we have to do to, to get this knowledge, um, it's unbelievable. And not only that, I want to give a shout-out to definitely... We, we've got about, I don't know, 500-plus um, women that, that are cab drivers. Mm. And can you imagine a woman... That's, that, that's maybe like a single parent that's had to, you know, deal with the kids, the, ha the house, etc., deal with her divorce, and study the knowledge. That woman is amazing. Yeah, because it really you is know. really intensive, isn't it, when you study the knowledge? Yeah, well, there, there's an examiner named Mr. Whitehead. I never forget what he says. He goes, this is his words. Mm. If the knowledge isn't taken over your life when you're studying, mm. you're not doing it properly. Wow. Crikey. It's no joke. How I, long I'm does up, it take? Uh, uh, well, on average, there are two badges. We have yellow and green badge. Mm -hmm. Yellow badge is a suburban. So that's like the, the suburbs of London split into nine sectors. Mm -hmm. You pick a suburb that you want to do and you just learn that, which normally takes anything from 15 months to like 22 months to achieve your um, badge. Mm -hmm. Now, the green badge, which is all of London, could take anything on average between three to four years. In my case, it took me five years and eight months. Wow. So can you imagine? Wow. There's no you're not, it's not funded. You've got to fund it yourself. So you've got to support yourself. Can you imagine if you're, you know, if you have a family? Yeah. Um, if you don't have an understanding missus, mm. right, or mister, depending mm. on which one is going to do the knowledge, mm. um, it, it puts a hell of a strain on the relationship where the, uh, the person who is studying the knowledge, the knowledge is number one and the family is second. Mm. As harsh as that sounds, that is the reality. Mm. I suppose you really so, do have to get it drummed into your head, don't you? So you have to really focus. When I was doing it, an average day is going out on my scooter, mm. uh, driving about um, six to eight hours, and literally... No matter what the weather conditions are, you're out there on that scooter. And no matter how well you dress up or padded up yourself, you feel that cold. Yeah, no sat-nav, uh, right? No sat-nav. Uh, no, no, no. All, <laughs> you, all you've got... All you, clipboard with your map of the area that yeah. you're going to learn, uh, your routes. And if you're out doing the pointing, you just do your points. But when you get to a point, um, you don't just look at a point, oh, that's where it is, and you move on. You've got to work out. This is for each individual point that you, you go to find. You get to the point, let's just say, for example, the Hippodrome, you know, um, on Charing Cross Road there by Leicester Square. Yeah. Uh, you've got to imagine, if, if you picked up a passenger there, you have to work out 
the person tells you where you got, where they want to go. And you immediately, you've got to know where that place is, where they've got to go. And then you've got to work out in yourself now immediately. You've got a few seconds for this. Mm. Uh, work out what route you're going to take, what way you're going to face the cab when you leave that point. Because and you're, already, you're legally obliged to take the shortest route. We have to take the most direct route from A to B, so you've got to try and follow a straight line. Yeah. But it, that, that's what you've got to learn, to learn to call, to run, etc. But then, in reality, sometimes you have to go wide to get their passenger there quicker because of the restrictions that we have. To, you know, London's forever changing. Um, you know, TFL's forever changing. The council's changing the road layouts. And sometimes you're surprised, and you've got to work out which is the best route for that passenger. And sometimes you have to go the widest route. Now, uh, like myself and a lot of cabbies, we say to the passenger, look, the, the direct route is this. We have to take this other route. Um, I'm normally quite negotiable with the price on that. I'd say, look, it's better for me if I take it this way around. It, it may go a bit more in a meter, but I will give you a reduction. Um, well, you know, I'm just being, you know, just being nice. Yeah. Not every cabbie does that, but I do. Hmm. You know, um, uh, so but a private hire doesn't have to learn this. They can just follow their, their navigation screen, and that's all they have to do. But we have to know, you know. Um, so sometimes I look at my, my maps. We we got Google Maps, and you have got the red lines. Uh, if I see right, there's a few red lines on there. That's definitely definitely a heavy roads and heavy route. Mm. I've got to avoid all that. Um, and I let the passenger know that. That's what I'm intended to do because the passenger's in the back thinking that's been that re- knows where they're going as well. Um, and they're thinking, why are they taking me a long route on purposely? Mm. No, we're just. I'm, I'm just saying, look, I can take you this route, but it's going to be very, very heavy. Let me go for Plan B. And sometimes Plan B doesn't work, and you've got to have a Plan C. But you've got to know all this beforehand. In a few seconds, uh, once the passenger has told you where they're going. You've got plan A, B, and C in your brain already, like going on. Uh, it's an automatic thing, and this is this is it's why knowledge is powerful. So when they say the knowledge is dead, uh, you've got sat navs now, but the sat nav doesn't do that. No, you know the the driver knows what in real time what the situations on the road is. Like for example, on a Sunday, you pick up someone say from Knightsbridge, and they want to get to. Um, I don't know, say St. Paul's Cathedral, you think definitely, right, go down the mall, mm. uh, uh, you know, like Constitution's Hill. But on a Sunday, you can't do that because Constitution's Hill is closed on a Sunday. Mm. This is why we have the knowledge, because yes. we know this. Yeah. Yeah, and it takes you four years, does it, to get the, the green badge? Up to four years. Don't forget, there's, three, there's 300 routes you've got to know, and you've got to be able to call it out just like that. You know, leave on left here, right here, forward here, comply roundabout, so on and so on. And certain roundabouts have got names, you know? Yeah. Like, I'll give you an example. Robert Hive Tunnel. You know there's a roundabout there? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that roundabout's called Cullen Circus. Hmm? But not many people know that, yeah. I didn't know. No. <laughs> yeah. You know Old Street Roundabout? Yeah. It's actually called St. Angerswell. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to get that from yeah. the sat-nav? No, quirky, in a million years. Quirky London. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the stuff I mean, you someone, want to know. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just, and, um, some people, when they get, when the passenger gets into the car, uh, in the cab, there's a certain, certain pubs have got, like, nicknames. For example, the, the um, in, um, uh, where is it called? Uh, it's called uh, the Slowly Pony, which is the white horse 
over in um it's over in off King's Road at New King's Road. Hmm. Um, I said, it's, it's slipped my mind now. Sorry, but yeah, but uh, you know, um, there's, a, there's a point called Stompy. Stompy is a Russian tank. Oh, it's a Mandela way off Old, Old Kent Road. You know, there's things like this that we got to know. You know, yeah, of course. You know, yeah. things, you know but you know, just it's just um, it's just certain things that we we have to know, and and you know, old, and when you're going about learning your roots, you pick up bits and pieces of information. Yeah, and it you just know. it just adds it completely adds to the experience of being there because you would never get that from a private hire car. They wouldn't have a clue where they are. They're just following the sat nav, no. and, and you'd listen to a sat nav. But you know, in, yeah. in a cab with you guys, you can you can fill us in on anything. Yeah, you know, we have to. We, there's there's certain schools. There's a few schools um, mm. that they're acknowledged schools, and you've got pay to go to them. They send you information out every day because whatever's you know we go to the carriage office we have um the examiners that when when students come out of the exams which is a one-to-one oral exam um between you and a, an examiner you sit about maybe six to eight foot away from him or her mm. and they that they got that map in front of them the whole six mile radius you had no idea what they're going to uh, ask you. So they can ask you from any point to any point, mm. right? You've got no idea now. So he's asked you the two points. Mm. You tell him where the two points are. It gives you a few seconds just to uh, think about the route you're going to take. And when you're ready, you've got to take, you've got to um, call out the run as you see it. Um, yeah, and fluently. And they deduct your points if you hesitate as well on calling it. Wow. Mm, God. And we it were t- really, it, we were also talking really yesterday about the fact yeah. that um you, you know you you're you've got the full green badge that enables you to go anywhere in London. Yeah. Um, yeah. but we were saying that uh, the yellow badge um is just the outer boroughs and it doesn't take as long to get a yellow badge, right? Exactly. Yeah. Between 15 and 22 months you should have that badge. And nowhere near they, the same investment. Have, no, they don't they don't invest is what we have to invest because it don't forget it takes us three to four years on average mm-hmm. so if you if you if you was to say the first six months of your knowledge you, you do all the runs so it's like four runs a day 16 runs a week uh times that by about six months you've got your um you know 320 runs that's just your runs you still got points of interest to learn on top of that and not only that you've got to know where you can and cannot turn left or right Mm. Which these days it, it's so hard now because the roads keep changing with the LTNs and and cycle lanes coming in. Yeah. Um, you know the crazy thing is, um, I mean, where we are um, a public hire. Apart from the buses, we are the only other public hire commercial vehicle. Mm. You know, yeah, you of know, course. and we, and we are wheelchair accessible. Yeah, we There's spoke about that yesterday. That. It's really interesting because yeah, yeah. this is something that not many people are going to know. No. I mean, the cabs are so expensive. Like, for example, um, right, if you, if you know it's in a black cab, you've got yellow handles everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's just for the that's for disabled and the partially blind right. when they can see, you know, uh, we have an intercom system. Some people are, are slightly hard of hearing so they can hear us because mm-hmm. you've got a partition window. Uh, when you get into a cab, um, the first seat on the left-hand side, which is um, bolted onto the partition wall, is actually a swivel seat. There's a lever that, mm. that the driver pulls, and that sweet seat 
actually swivels out to the door for like, you know, we get the elderly that can't really step into a cab. Mm. So we, we take out the ramp, which has got a slight step on it. They step onto that a little step and they, they, they turn their back onto the seat and then you they sit on the seat then you push the seat back into the vehicle. Oh. You know, things like that we have, you know, you know, the vehicles are so expensive. Yeah. Um, they're all you know, modified no to way. that degree. Yeah. That, it must be. Yeah, yeah. Try, and, try and name an Uber driver in a Prius that can do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, wouldn't like to, I wouldn't like to think of what their contraption would end up being. It'd be crazy. You, you know, I mean, we've got far too many drivers on the roads now. Yeah. And with, with um, councils and TfL closing off all um, the little, you know, the little cut throughs, the, what they call the rat runs, um, Oh, what we've got that we use, yeah. which is, you know, we're, they're gradually taking those away, which we're losing our competitive edge, mm. you know, and they're doing this on purpose. You were getting they're, a raw deal you know, long before the pandemic, though, weren't you? I mean, that yeah, yeah. it's just a fact. They're just Your trade is just being completely overlooked, and the mayor's not really yeah. doing anything for you. No, but there was a court case that went um, a few weeks back. Uh, TfL um, and... And the mayor uh, lost their court case because of on Bishopsgate. There's a part of Bishopsgate where uh, it's only buses and cycles a certain part of the day. Now, buses buses are commercial vehicles, a public hire vehicle. So are we we don't want no extra benefits. All we want is fairness, and where buses go, taxis should be able to go. I couldn't agree That's more. What we want. Yeah, yeah. That's what you, you know, for example, if you're if we're on the Strand and I picked you up on the Strand Palace Hotel, which, you know, which is more or less opposite the Savoy, hmm. and someone wanted to put their hand up there and say, right, uh, I, I want to go to, um, uh, just quickly, I need to get a train, but quickly take me to um, Waterloo Station. Really, the buses, when you go to the end, there's a right-hand turn that buses can turn right onto Waterloo Bridge and straight over the bridge, and you're more or less there. But every other vehicle has to go through Aldridge, come back on yourself, turn back on yourself onto Strange to get to get the left. That makes more sense, more cost-efficient for the passenger, but then um, for me to be able to, to gain that right-hand turn. Mm. It's just stupid things like that. Yeah, bureaucracy. So, yeah. So if I was to pick you up, say you're on... Um, on a Borough High Street, and you told me, can you quickly run me up to Liverpool Street Station? It's just over London Bridge straight up, and you're more or less there. But because of the restrictions that it got there now, I have to go over London Bridge, do a right into East Cheap, do, um, I won't call the whole run out, it'll bore you, but there's a certain lots of t- turns I've got to take to get you to, li- to Liverpool Street Station, which is going to add an extra five or six pounds to your journey. Why not allow the taxis to go straight on through? Yeah, that's right. And to give you that edge that you need more than ever at the moment. Well, exactly. And the government has been so really, really stupid. You know, lots of taxi drivers have got their grants that they've received. Um, They didn't have to pay us this grant. All they had to do throughout the whole pandemic is, you know, there was a logistical problem in getting the PPE out to the you know, the medical places, yeah. nursing homes, etc. Mm-hmm. They had problems getting PPE out to them. Well, we had about nearly uh, 20,000 cabs off the road yeah. for a fixed price a day, which would have been far cheaper 
then paying us the grants that they did. Mm-hmm. They could pay us a certain amount of daily rate, work a certain amount of hours, mm. and allow us to, to, to load up the cabs. We've got plenty of space in the back. Load it up with all the PPE, mm. right, um, and deliver it to the people. We could have done pay, patient transfer. What yeah, a fantastic you, idea. Totally, you could have done patient transfer because, you know, you've got the divide between you guys and the people in the back. It's the, it would be the safest option, wouldn't it, really? Ideas was put through to the government, but they don't listen. <sighs> yeah, until it's too late. <laughs> it, it's the most safest form of travel. Yeah. We've got the partition. Yeah. And it's a proper fixed partition. Yeah. You know, we've got a payment window, but I could, I could block up that payment window. There is no way that COVID is going to go through that window mm. or through the partition. No, that's mm. right. You know, I yeah. could, we could have transferred... You know, the elderly, the disabled people, getting them to their appointments, Yeah. you know, the medical. We all could have been working throughout the pandemic. I've had nearly a year off work because of this. I was going to ask you, have you actually managed to do any work at all or has it all been just having to stay at home? Well, I had the six months off from March. I, I, I suffered with COVID badly. I nearly passed away from it. I was lucky. Did you? Uh, yeah, in April, yeah. I no did that. way. I had yeah, I had to re- rehabilitate myself to walk again. Oh my goodness! Were you in hospital? Yeah. No, when the ambulance came round, yeah, um, uh, they sort of tended to me for an hour. And yeah. I, I mean, they, it took them a couple of hours to get round to me, but I mean, they were overwhelmed, so yeah. I respected that. Yeah. Eventually, they came round and they dealt with me, and they said to me, "Look, we really need to take you to hospital." Mm-hmm. And I said to them, "No, thank you. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die in my own bed watching a good movie." Oh, bless you! Yeah, I'm of not, course. I'm not going to die on my own in, on a hospital ward. No, no, thank you. Crikey! You know. Yeah. So yeah. you've really um, faced I've, it, haven't you? Really, yeah, right from yeah, the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And did that yeah, did, I, has it, has that changed your mentality on the whole situation? Do you think, having suffered from COVID yourself? Yeah, I, I do look at life differently now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do look at life differently. I think everybody, um, I, I, I mean, I just appreciate what I have more. Mm. I mean, even though what I have at the moment is getting less and less because of what's going on with COVID and I'm mm. working less and I'm making do with what I've got, mm. uh, I still appreciate my life, you know. I'm mm. just, you know yeah, of you course. Know, so does, know, I look at the positive things, you know, about yeah. it. Which is great. Like, that's the best way yeah. to be on right now, for sure. What well, else have we got? Yeah, what have we got? Well, the thing is, from when I was, you know, trying to rehabilitate myself, from being able to only walk up three steps and be out of breath, eventually I built myself up to walking. Uh-huh. And when I eventually could get out, uh, you know, go for walks, from going like, um, like you know, across the road, and that's it, I'm done, to mm. walking seven miles a night, you know. Mm. Um, I actually built myself up, and I was, I was walking seven miles a night. Wow. You know, that's to, impressive. To build the strength back up. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know. determination, though. That shows what kind of person you are. If you were able to sit and do the knowledge the way you did, and then you fought back from COVID like that, and your your way of doing so was walking seven miles in an evening. <laughs> and still willing yeah. to work now, yeah, no less. Exactly. Still willing to work. Yeah. That's so I wanna impressive. I want to work. I, really do. I, don't, I don't wanna. I hate this. I mean, I'm, I'm sick and tired of sitting around doing next to nothing. You know? Yeah. But you can't go anywhere. Mm. You can't drive anywhere, really. Uh, you can't go and visit people. You mm. can't do nothing, you know? Mm. So, I mean, I'm. I'm sort of playing my guitar at home and, uh, uh, you know, watching, you know, YouTube videos, mm. listening to podcasts um, and going for walks. That's all I do. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, food shopping and that. 
Yeah. But that, that, that's it. There's nothing else you can do. I've, I've seen you. I've seen some of your videos on Twitter as well. Did you? Did you still have the luxury of having your mum cook for you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the restaurant of mum. I tell you, your yeah, mum makes it, some fine-looking food. Oh, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really gifted and, and, and lucky there. Oh, bless. Really lucky. <laughs> yeah, I've got amazing parents. I, I'm. I, I don't take them for granted. I'm so lucky there. Honestly, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't take it for granted because I know there's a lot of people who are on their own and and yeah. um, and you know I, I sometimes feel a bit bad when I post a video or two because there there are people who are at, who are on their own or, or lost their parents and you know and there's me having a laugh and, sh- and showing off my mum's good food and everything. I kind of feel guilty sometimes. No, because the other side people of it is it, for a lot of people that's a nice thing to see. So mm. you, you know you. It's a it's a double edged sword in a way. It shows yeah, you that yeah, it that humanity is still out there. It shows you that those things are still going on and will go yeah, on again. Yeah, that's right. I like seeing it. Yeah. Cheers me up. Yeah, I love stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, cheers me up. <laughs> oh, yeah, so. fantastic. But going back to the knowledge, when I was studying, mm. I was out sort of seven eight hours on my bike, coming home. This is in all weathers. Yeah, it's like rain, snow, you name it. I'm out on the bike. Yeah. that's mm. the way it is. You've got to. You get home, I rest up for a couple of hours, mm. and then I wait for my emails to come for, so how it works, when, um, when people are having a appearances, appearances having a one-to-one oral exam, mm. you've got a representative from each of the schools asking the students, what was you asked, what was you asked, and, and then the students tell the representative from that school, that gets relayed back to the school, the school then uploads it, and then emails it, emails it out to all of the subscribers to that school. You download it and print it off, and then you um, you work on those questions. So when I get the questions, normally about sort of five o'clock in the evening, mm. I'm then studying on the maths until uh, about eleven o'clock at night, and this mm. is seven days a week. And it cost you a lot more than that, didn't it? Oh yeah. When you realise the fact of buying a bike, insuring it, getting all your clothing, your studying books. Uh, and your maps and all your stationery that you need for studying. Um, and I took the last two and a half years of the knowledge. I just gave up work because I wasn't passing any exams. So I took two and a half years of work. I estimated it cost me about uh, £40,000. Wow. And they, unlike yeah, getting a standard degree at university or whatever, even though it takes the same amount of time, there's no real funding available for you. You have to, you have to self-pay no. for everything, right? Yeah, there's no, there's no grant. It's not, if you was going to be, it's like when you go to university to study in medical or law or whatever, you get your grants from wherever you apply from. You get that, then you just go ahead and you start studying. It's not, you, there's not such a thing for the knowledge. Mm. Mm. And we you were know. saying yesterday that also the, the fact that it does take over your life really does put pressure on marriages. Oh, yeah. I first started the knowledge back when I was, I'm 50 now, back when I was, um, about 20, I was 24 back then, I was married. Um, I, and during the course of me studying then, it put a lot of pressure on my marriage and um, I ended up getting a divorce. That's terrible. Um, there are pe- yeah, there are people who are studying the knowledge. That actually happens to them. Wow. You've, no heard, you've heard of a lot of other people that have gone through that same kind of thing. Yeah, and, and now, uh, there was another thing that came out about, you know, TSL, this, this, this is a, a bit of a double whammy. TSL put out something, because uh, an email to all of the, the people who are subscribed to them, um, you know, about being depressed and whatever, how depression, you need to let someone know, 
But the trouble is, if a driver is depressed mm. and going, or going through some sort of depression, if you went and got medical help, the doctor has to notify TfL, mm. which then puts your license uh, in jeopardy because you're depressed. Wow. That's so hard. That's ridiculous. That's impossible. Isn't that ridiculous? TfL puts out uh, an email saying that, you know, what we can do when it comes to depression, whatever, but yet we do, if any driver was to admit that they are dep- they're going through depression and they need some help, counselling, then they, then, they, then they suspend your licence because of it. Oh, my God. You, you can't win. That's the worst thing that they could possibly do. You need You need that. You know, if you're suffering yeah. with something like depression, you would need to know that you have the stability of work yeah. to go to. And almost them cancelling that on you removes any of that ability to do so. That's horrendous. Yeah, I presume they yeah, don't yeah. do that to uh, Uber drivers. No. No. No, and I, I don't understand it. Uh, not just Uber drivers, but any private hire driver. I, got, I, can't, I can't sound to be biased, but it is made, a lot of it is Uber drivers, but... Private hire drivers in general, um, it, they can, you know, the outlay for them is, is nowhere near what, what our, our outlay is. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. It, what is the, do you know what the outlay is for them to start up? I mean, apart from All the cost of the car. Do, and... Listen, if you wanted to become a private hire driver, mm-hmm. right, do you know they're still handing out licenses now? I mean, it shouldn't be at the moment. It should be capped at the moment because of, there's no work. Um, the situation is this. If you've you got to apply online, mm. you, get, you fill out the application form, uh, you have to do a topographical track test to show that you know how to read a map and an A to Z. Um, um, so you need a doctor's uh, medical certificate, your application fee. Um, it, roughly, it costs you around about £600, £700 to become a private hire driver. It takes you about four months, I think, the whole application procedure. And Uber has a special arrangement with TfL. They can fast track in six weeks. Uh, for, somehow, I don't understand that how that works. Um, that's what that's what I, that's what I've read. They fast track it somehow. Um, and within, let's just say, from if you apply today, in about roughly three to four months' time, you've got your license. You can go out there on the road. Why, why, no do you think, why is it being allowed? Why why is this being allowed to occur? It's always been the case. It's always been the case since 2012. Now, 2012, well, when I started studying the knowledge, just before then, it must have been 2010, I think, um, um, there was only about, I think, 55,000, 60,000 private hire drivers. Um, Uber came in on the scene. Now... It's probably over 100,000 um, private hire drivers now. Yeah. Our numbers was about 25,000. But we're, we're, we've now dropped down to about nine, 19 and a half thousand now. Wow. Um, yeah, we, we've actually declined. Wow. But private hire has gone up. Yeah. Now, considering you've got all those drivers on the road, then you've got all the uh, Amazon drivers, you know, all those parcel delivery, DPD, UPS, whatever, they are, all those drivers on the road. You know, back in uh, about four years ago, four and a half years ago, there was only about 4,000 red buses. Now mm. we're up to about 8,500 of them. Whoa. London's not big enough. <laughs> exactly. It's not big enough. We was, we was talking yesterday about how also, um, you know, as well as you needing to cover the cost of actually getting 
to the point that you can be what you are. Um, yeah. Also, if you want to upgrade your cab now, you've got to go electric, right? This is another thing now. Now, uh, as a, there is, if you want to buy a brand new uh, taxi, um, it has to be electric, or it has to be zero emission capable. About the, the, the new LEVC cab, right, is um, about roughly, depending on which model you go on, but it can. It's, up to, it's about seventy grand. Mm. Um, and but the there's a new Nissan one. This is a crazy one. The Nissan NV300 van. This is a crazy price in here. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. I would never buy one because it's not suitable in my opinion. Um, it's a, as a van. You buy it as a van. It's about 18 grand. You buy it as a people carrier, which is a private hire use. Um, it's about 25 grand. To buy it as a taxi, it's about 47,000 pounds. My God. My like God. Anything, that, anything that says taxi on it, it's a license for them to print money. And that extra money you were saying only goes towards uh, an intercom, the partition, and some of the adaptations yeah. to the actual taxi yeah. itself. The only difference is between the people you know, the, the, uh, the people the people carrier version and the taxi, We have to, it, it's got the turn circle. It has an intercom. The taxi badging, um, some sort of ramp um, for the disabled access, uh, and the partition wall. And into, yeah, that's it. You can't tell me that costs twenty grand. No, not at all. Mm. No, not at all. You and I would never buy one because the range of it is it's got a range of about they say one hundred and eighty-three miles on a full drive. But really, you're looking at about maybe one hundred and forty. Because if you're using, you know, heating, cooling, the light on the credit card machine, that all consumes power. Now, what happens if you're, like, coming towards the end of your shift and you've got about, I don't know, 40% left in your battery? Someone puts their hand up, oh, can you take me to Gatwick or take me to Heathrow? You're not sure if you're going to get them there. Mm. You're not sure. That's risky. It is risky. It feels so what, like... What, 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 it feels like they're trying to push you out. Mm, it really does. It is. There is something that um, I'm going to put myself on the line. Allegedly, I say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Allegedly, TFL will not admit this, but it is. It is a fact. But they took it down. Um, there was something called Project Horizon. Mm. And, Pro and Project Horizon is something to do with uh, a, a bronze, silver, and gold system for the private hire. If you've been uh, a private hire for like five years, you only you, you just you just do what you can do now. If you've been a private hire for like ten years, then you can use some of the bus lanes. But if you've been a private hire for I don't know, say fifteen years, you're allowed to you know set down in ranks and, and like in taxi ranks, what? And maybe pick up from that. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines, <laughs> which I think that is. No, taxi ranks is for taxi drivers. If you if you want to um, if you want to drive down bus lanes, mm. if you want to uh, pick up and set up, you know, pick up in a in a, in a taxi rank or a station rank, uh, straight hill. If you want that, go and do the knowledge. Yeah. The knowledge, the knowledge is not biased to any creed, color, or sex. It's open mm. to all. Yeah. It's the least um, least racial, least sexist, least. Um, homophobic, it's at least everything. Yeah, it's open to all. 
Yeah. No matter what religion you are, what color of skin you are, uh, male, female, transgender, be what you want to be. The knowledge is open to all. Everybody can do the knowledge. People say, I could never learn all those. Yes, you can. Mm. You just have to apply yourself to it. Well, I don't if you've know. got an interest... Sorry. If you've got an interest in some, so if you have, if you've got an interest in London's roads and want and know, want to know how it all works and have a keen interest, you're halfway to being a cab driver. You just need to learn the names of the roads and know how to memorize and visualize it. What I don't understand is that yeah. <laughs> the government seems to be pushing you out, as Peter just said. It, it seems to be pushing you out, but really, you are yeah. such a big draw. In London, tourists, yeah. when they see a black cab, they know where they are. You're not going to get that when you see a Honda driving past. You're just not going to... You're really not going to get the same effect. And you would think that the government would want to keep you and look after you. And the knowledge that you have, they're going to want that. It's an asset to the city as opposed to punishing you guys. Yeah, I mean, for example, the, the space, look, the Americans and the Chinese love us, mm. and the Arabs, because they love to take photographs, and you know, um, of them in the cab. I get out and take photographs of lots of my passengers, and when I'm driving around, if I know I've got a, a, a business person on board or someone who's, who's from London, mm. I don't tell her much about, um, you know, about the, the tourist spots and, and this and that. If mm. I've got a tourist, as I'm, when, if, I, if I picked up someone from, say, Leicester Square and they want to get to Harrods, for example, mm. um, or Olympia or something like that, as I'm driving along, I actually point out to them, I was like, this is Buckingham Palace and this is this and this is that. And I'm actually a bit of a tour guide as I'm taking along. This yeah. is all part of the service. This is what we do. It's That's what right. you want. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know if I mentioned actually to you before, but I was actually born in Hackney. And um, right. when I was a little boy, obviously, we had the local minicab firms. But uh, if we ever went into central London, um, me and my mum yeah. to get in a black cab was like a, a bit of a posh day out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and because the way TfL has, has treated us, uh, it's like the prestige has gone from the job. Yeah. You know, they're trying to put us... It is a two-tier system. But they're trying to bring it into a one-tier system. You know? Uh, we have... Every black cab driver, male or female, has gone through what I've had to go through. You really have to work hard. Mm. And it's really, there are times when you get to brick walls and you just want to give up, but giving up is not an option. When you're like two years into it mm. and you're, you're failing exams, giving up is not an option anymore. Mm. You have to see it through. And after three and a half years, I was at that point. I thought, no. The amount of money and time and effort I've put into it, I've had a motorbike accident and broke my elbow and ribs, um, but, you know, studying this knowledge. Wow. I'm not giving I'm not giving it up. No way. And to make it a one-tier you know, system just sort, sort of makes all of that effort that you've already made negligible. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It's, listen, it's an amazing job. Mm. It really is. Uh, seeing the amazing London every day, mm. um, and you know, like you got the elderly. When you got the elderly, and you got to, you know, you make sure that you get them in nice and safely, and that they, you know, they're all buckled up, mm-hmm. and get them to where they want to get to. Um, and that's what's happening now, because of the restrictions of what's going on with TfL. Mm-hmm. We we can't always get passengers where they want to get to. So if I had a disabled passenger, uh, we we demoed once uh, for about a couple of weeks on. 
where was it on on, on London Bridge, mm. um, because they were they, there was plans on on cycle, uh, putting cycle lanes in and only allowing cycles and buses to go down Tooley Street. Do you know Tooley Street at all? Just by London Bridge Station. Now? I don't know. Legion. Well, as you approach London Bridge, uh, if you were to do a right uh, on the south side, that is. Uh, it's, it's that's tall Tooley Street and it leads you to Tower Bridge. It's right. that sort of bit of road there. Now there's a hospital down there, London Bridge Hospital. And then you've got, there's a Hilton Hotel down there as well. Now, if they, if they stopped, uh, there was plans to stop all traffic apart from buses and vehicles to use Duke Street Hill, which is the um, beginning part of Tooley Street. Uh, what do I do with a disabled passenger that is really coming down heavy with rain? Sorry, love, or sir, I've got to let you out here and you've got to make your own way from here. They've got to go down a hill, uh, cold and wet. You know, that's not right, is it? No, no. it's not right. And this, and coming back to the decision, uh, check this out if this doesn't make sense to you or not. I don't get this for one reason. Uh, I don't understand this. When the mayor lost his court case a few weeks back, mm. this is a judge saying... Uh, they, they were, um, it was illegal for them to be able to push through all these um, LTNs without any consultations. It was unlawful, she said her words were, right? what yeah. TFL had done. And that's why she, um, and, it, and the public has got the taxi trade to, blame, to, to um, you know, to be thankful for. Mm. We took them to court. We proved that they were wrong. It's discrimination against the disabled and elderly, yeah, yeah, um, um, and they they lost it. But then Sadiq Khan wants to appeal it. When 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 TFL said that Uber was unfit and proper, twice they said it to them. They went for t- two court cases, and when the judge um, said that TFL granted TFL on the last court, it was last September it was. She granted them a probation, another probationary um, 18 month license under strict conditions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why didn't the TFL appeal that? Mm. Yet they want to appeal this LT, they want to appeal the LTN that mm. they rushed through un- unlawfully. Doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't make sense, no. And I know you can't say it, but it, it, it feels like there's some sort of conspiracy there, some backdoor money or something going on because it, it, it I'll tell you just what isn't it is. right. I, I'll tell you what it is. He, he has to go to a court of appeal to be able to appeal the decision. So he has to win one court case to be able to appeal the judge's decision. I don't think it's going to be successful. Really? Uh, Boris, on the other hand, wants them to go through. Because since we won that case, there's been an uproar with the public with five other boroughs wanting to take their councils to court because of this. Right. Boris is not happy. Hmm. Yeah? Now, if I think that um, they're going to lose their appeal, once they have lost their appeal, all of the fines that's been dished out to all the people that's, that's, that's been given fines, you know, going through the restrictions. Some people are not don't understand the restrictions. Um, all that money has to be paid back because it was illegal fines. Yeah. Because the, the council strapped for cash anyway. Yeah, that's right. How are they going to pay this back? That's right. That's the, that's the only reason why he's appealing it. Because TFL are, are strapped for cash anyway. They're, they're broke. Yeah. Uh, because of mismanagement, mm. they got people. They got people getting paid over, uh, you know, over a hundred grand a year. That doesn't even know the job that they're doing. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a bureaucratic deputy, mess. Deputy, it's a mess. <laughs> so corrupt. Deputy Mayor Hyde, Hyde Alexander 
it, it's on. It's actually on record. Yeah, it's been tweeted out. She's been. She, she's earning over 130 grand a year for that job, and she admitted that she doesn't know anything about traffic. My oh, How are they hiring these people? Oh my god, it's ridiculous. It's actually painful. Sadiq Khan, Sadiq Khan is actually um, he, he's advocating cycling and whatever. Yet, what, what, he, he goes to work in an. Uh, what, 100 grand uh, Land Rover full of bodyguards and the last, I don't know, mile of his journey, he gets out his little um, fold-up bike and then rides the rest of it. But he's still got the vehicle behind him. Oh, wouldn't you love for him to get in your cab? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, I, would like, I would like him. I, I, but the thing is, though, the annoying thing is, right, he's had nearly four, he's had an extra year. Yeah, he's been given an mm. extra three years. Right, last, don't think last May the election should have happened. Yeah, mm. but the government said no. We'll give we, we, they're giving Sadiq Khan another year, and throughout that last year, throughout his own mayoralty term, all he's done is blamed his predecessor. Yeah, I can understand you can blame the predecessor for a certain amount of time since you've taken office. But we're like coming up to we're four years on now, mm. and he's still blaming. All right, you blamed what was not right. What have you done to put things right? Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Where are the homes that he's supposed to have built? Yeah, it's true. It's very, very true. You can see it. Can... He, he promised us, he promised a renaissance in the mm. taxi game. Mm. But he's, he's given us a very expensive cab. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we're not allowed to go for all the bus lanes. Yeah. For example, um, if, you, if you're coming up Old Street, mm. you go up to um, Angel Junction, through down Pentonville Road. Now, there's a bit of it where there's a bus lane, yeah? Only buses and cycles can go through. But taxis have to bear left into Penton Rides to get into Swinton Street, Grazing Road to get into Euston Road. But if we were allowed to go straight on through Pentonville Road, left into King's Cross Bridge, that saves us time, mm. saves the passenger time, keeps the fare down. Mm. See, listen, to, even your, listen to your brain with those, with those directions. See, that's what you pay for. That's what, yeah, exactly. Mm. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm, at, I'm rusty at the moment because I'm, I've, I've been off work. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> and, and, and it's, and it's, 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 you know, the knowledge is there. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit rusty now, but I need about a week to get back out on the road, and it all comes back. It must do. You know? It must come flooding back. You must know those roads like the back of your hand. You're going to be fine. I'm, I, yeah. Literally, I'm never getting in an Uber. No. Never. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I mean, you know, but the thing is. We, we have to buy what TFL tells us to buy. Mm. Yeah? Right? We, we don't have a choice. Private hire can go and buy a brand new Euro 6 diesel vehicle and work in it. Yeah. We can't. It's crazy. And we've got taxis, which are Euro 5 and Euro 6. Yeah? Uh, a taxi should be allowed to be licensed up until it's 15 years old and then it has to come off the road. A Euro 5 taxi, which, for example, could have low mileage uh, on it, um, he's now lowered the age of that to about, I think, 12 years now. So he's taken three years off it. So for the driver that's bought that, he wants to, if a driver buys a taxi brand new, normally up to about five years old, he, it, it's kind of paid for after that, and the rest of it is mortgage-free, that's when he's going to start making his profit. Yeah. And now what he's done is taken two to three years off the life of that cab. So the driver's lost that profit now. That's such a dirty little game they're playing down there. Well, I tell you what, take the years off it, fine. But 
pay when the driver goes if the driver is expected to go and buy a brand new cab at the cost of sixty five grand plus mm. what he, what you've taken off um off that year of the off his old cab right you should give that money back to him to help him buy the new cab yeah and how long before they make all buses electric anyway well funny funny in that Boris remember Boris put that he spent uh, so much money investment into creating the, the that the the route the new route master mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's a hybrid bus isn't it mm-hmm. uh and do you, do you ever hear the noise coming out the engine running at the back of that that recharges the batteries in it no i've never heard that no i haven't well well uh, there are engines at the back of that if you uh you know you know the ones i'm talking about that looks like the old route master they're kind of curvy yeah 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 the, the capital yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well it, it, they're kind of self-charging, right? All right, and the engine that charges it—how ironic! It's a diesel engine. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I did not know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's laughable, honestly. You couldn't make that up. You know? Honestly. Uh, uh, there's a video somewhere on YouTube. Um, if you if you put on Metro Cab. Mm. Um. Um, a lot, a few of the organisations um, went to see this cab um, when it was in development stage. Uh, Boris went and drove one. Mm. Yeah, it, uh, came to TFL somewhere and he drove one, and it was well, it's the most ideal cab for us. Yeah, oh, it, it needed some few tweaking here and there to get it right. Maybe the build wasn't quite right, so but it was prototypes. Mm. You know, right? It, it had a recharge function on it. I think it was about 40 or 50 mile range. Mm. And you press the recharge button on it. Uh, in about 25 minutes or so, you've got fully charged battery. So in other words, the, the engine would only run maybe twice a day. Yeah. Now, bearing, bearing in mind, they want us all to drive electric cabs. But unfortunately, um, not everybody lives in a house that has a drive that you can put a charger on it. Especially not in London. No. How do they expect now, them to work? <laughs> exactly. Oh. So then they then they they put um, at, to date now. There's probably about three thousand electric cabs being sold. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how much? You know how many dedicated charging stations they got for for cabbies? No. <laughs> it, it's less than less than a hundred. Oh. Yeah, we got three over three thousand vehicles sold. Oh my god! And you're expected to buy more now? Yeah. Oh, wow. That is the worst check, check, <laughs> organization. Yeah, check, yeah, check this out. Yeah, Sidiq Khan goes on record recently that he's, he's doing a lot to help us. He's done jack nothing. I'm not going to be rude on your, um, <laughs> on your podcast. He's done jack nothing. Um, he thought he was being generous. You know, some of these bus lanes now are 24 hours. Mm. And he's still allowing us access. Well, he's not being generous. We should access bus lanes anyway. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Waterloo bus depot on there's a road called the Cut, and off there there's a, a turning off just by the old Victor called Cornwall Road, and in there there's a, there's a bus depot. Do you know there's about fifty chargers in there, rapid chargers that the buses use, and it, during the day it's mainly empty. Why aren't they allowing us instead of putting? Uh, if they say that they're pressurised to put charging stations everywhere for cabs, where well, we need it. Right? Why not? Why not allow us to use the charge rapid charging stations 
in the bus depot that, that's not used during the day. That would make sense. You're absolutely right. How long would it Some take got... to charge a taxi? I, I don't know if anybody knows the answer to that one. How long would it take to charge a taxi in one of those? If it's on a rapid charger, mm. it could take you can uh, roughly roughly about an hour. Wow. So, so really... I could I could pull up in in that bus depot, pull it on charge, go for a coffee or something somewhere, mm. or even talk to a few bus drivers there while I'm charging. You know, off, off shift. Yeah. You know. Um, and if the cabbies don't want this electricity for free, we will pay for it. You know, TFL is so strapped for money. They're so stupid. They could put these rapid charges everywhere, yeah, mm. right, and give every cab driver some sort of payment card thing. Yeah. And um, and we just pay to, you know, we, we use it, we pay for it, uh, and TFL gets the money for it. Yeah. You know, it, it's so simple. Yeah. It's really you annoying. <laughs> I feel like we need to get you in there. I actually feel annoyed. <laughs> I do too. I'm actually feeling really frustrated for you more than anything. Don't get me wrong. Trust me, I want to buy... I do want to be, to be driving an a electric cab. They, yeah. they, they look nice. They drive lovely. They've got all the, they're, you know, they're comfortable. Mm. The passenger likes it because you've got, you know, you've got um, you know, panoramic roof. So when you're going through central London, the tall buildings, etc., you can, especially when it's when it was the Christmas lights are on, you can go through and see the lights. Lovely, yeah. it's fantastic. You know, mm. it really is fantastic. You know, it's a great vehicle, yeah. but at sixty-five plus grand, no, thank you. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, considering everything else you've already spent to do the job that you do now, anyway, it's, it's, that on yeah, top of it yeah. is just disgusting. It is really, it is appalling. If they want you to and drive what, them, where, where is their grant to help you buy one or a bit of yeah. support to cover half of the cost of it? Or, yeah, you know? green initiative money yeah. should be offsetting against something like that. I mean, it's a fundamental part of the movement of London, the economy. Listen, you could be a private hire driver, go to Mercedes, buy yourself an E-Class or a C-Class, quite luxurious model as well, spend about twenty to 24000 mm. yeah, Um and that's all you have to spend. It could be, and it could be a Euro six diesel as well, mm. and you can work it. Yeah, yeah, but you can't do that in a private hire. Now, what what TFL has done now is, if it's a if you buy a brand new vehicle for for private hire, it must be some sort of uh, plug in hybrid, mm. and must be able to do a minimum of about twenty miles. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, what, sorry, but, twenty miles on electricity only. Yeah. So, so what's the point in that? That's what, well, well, you're not plug-in hybrids, you know, because it's got it's got a combustible engine in it as well. Yeah, so it's got to do twenty. It's got to do twenty miles on the battery alone. Minimum, so presuming I, that you you won't take it to the extent that it needs to kick in the the motor again and again. Well, if you're if you're around London, um, you you can do twenty miles quite easily when you're just looking for work. Yeah, mm. you know, um, yeah. that's a stipulation, but. If you bought a Euro 6 vehicle, now the thing is, Mercedes, they do a, um, they do a plug-in hybrid, a petrol version, <clears throat> and a diesel version. Mm. So that diesel version can still be licensed. Work that one out, but the taxi <laughs> driver has to buy whatever it's been given. And when it comes, when people say about, there's two things that, that the public's got to realize, yeah? Mm. We don't set our fares. We yeah. don't. Whatever the meter says, TFL sets that meter, 
Mm. It's out of our control. That's right. We were talking about that. Yeah, because when you, yeah. so sometimes as a passenger, when you sit in traffic, as you were saying um, to me yesterday, um, you see the meter ticking over. Uh, people have gripes about that, but you're, it's completely out of your hands. Yeah. It's out of our hands. And sometimes I'm waiting in traffic and it's ticking over and and there's some stupid roadworks or an LTN that I've got gold, gold way around, for example, you know, low traffic neighborhoods, you yeah. know. Um, and, and, and you're sitting in traffic and that meter ticks over. Now, as like a lot of cabbies, I'm not saying all of them, but I'd say most of the cabbies, um, we have a heart, and, and even though our journey should have t- costed, say, £20, but it says £30 on a metre, a lot of us would give a, di- a reduction. Mm. Wow. You know, we would. So, so you're running at a loss, then? Yeah, we, we, no choice, because the public seems to... So as you mentioned Black Cab to a, a, the public, um, they say, um, uh, oh, ooh, it's expensive. Yeah. But then when they, when they get into an Uber... And yet Uber's done their surcharging. Mm. People don't complain as much. You see, if you go on Twitter, you find so many people, oh, my Uber done this and charged me extra for this when, mm. I, when I only done this and I cancelled the job and yet they're still charging me £15 or whatever. That same person that complained about Uber on, um, on, on social media, mm. um, when the uproar comes that Uber was about to lose their licence, Oh no! Oh, we rely on Uber. You know they come to our door. This and that. Well, you can't have it both ways. No, you can't. And do you know what? I don't think a lot of the public have any idea what they're paying for when they get in a black cab. And I think speaking to you has really shown a lot more about yeah. wh- where that money goes. What yeah. you're paying for? You're paying for quality. You're paying for something special, and uh, it's, it's well worth it. Just think. Just think. The women who are taxi drivers. Some of them have. Uh, has got um, whether it's man or woman, yeah. But I'm saying, saying women as well, yeah. It, it, specifically, mm. uh, you know, a woman takes on most of the roles in the house. Let's just be realistic, yeah. You know, like mm. uh, you know, the house chores, the kids, the schooling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And hands up, I, I'm, I, I rate women that that they have to do that. Can you imagine doing all that, dealing with the kids that's being awkward, and you're studying to do the knowledge? Mm. Now, when a woman's had to go through all of that. And then she gets out on the road. It's got what what she's when when she's out working. It's got to be worth it. Yeah. At that point, you must feel you know? like a complete battle. You battle at home. Yeah. You, battle, you battle through the knowledge to hopefully make a good life for yourself. And then uh, the government are putting roadblocks literally across everything. Any driver that wants to do um, the knowledge goes through the sacrifice, the pain and expense to do it. Mm-hmm. Now. Because you, you, you are the one willing to do that and go through that pain, and trust me, the examiners are tough. Mm. There is no exam in the world that's so rigorous like knowledge. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. It is, there is no exam like it in the world. And when you've gone through all of that, it's got to be worth something. Mm. Yeah. Seriously. You, you, know, want, you, you can't want to do it for peanuts. Like, no, you want to feel like you're, you know, <laughs> that you've done this for a really good reason. and worth it. You know, yeah, you yeah, go, you for, go and get like a law it. degree. You want to come out and get a job as a solicitor, surely. Yeah. You, know, you want to practice you law. Know? It's got to be you've, worth something. You want to be you've, a well-respected cab driver you've in done London your time. And, your go- and, and your government are literally attacking you left, right and centre. It's, it's more, it. Yeah, it's more than just ignoring you. It's an attack. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I mean, mm. and, and the thing is, uh, 
everything to do with the cap game is expensive. Mm. Yeah. We are we are running at a loss. Mm. Yeah. You know, but the public, all they see is cheap. But it, the, the whole um, um, uh, the whole point of Uber is really to charge so cheap, running at a loss, because it's never made a profit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know we keep talking about Uber. I'm so sorry. I'm not <laughs> boring. No, 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 no. It's not boring at all. No. It's actually really important. Yeah. But this is what the public don't realise, and they've got to wake up to this. Right? Yes, we can't help what we charge. Unfortunately, it's TfL that sets that, and we've got a very, lots of outgoings. We have, seriously. Yeah. All right? Um, but then Uber's intention is to charge so low to get rid of the competition. Mm. Once you've got rid of the competition... It's, it, it has the monopoly. It could charge what it wants. And then when you've done that small journey, that's gonna, and they could charge you 30, 40 quid for that journey, mm. right? which should have cost about 10, 15 pounds. That's when, when that happens and the demise of the black cab happens, mm. hopefully it never does. But mm. if, that was, if, it, if it got to that, that's when the public's going to wake up and thinking, where are the black cabs? Yep, 100%. I completely you agree know, with what you've just said. You, you've not... Look, any school kid that's growing up now, you, you tell them to say, name me 10 things about London. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in that 10, the black cab is there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We've been around for over 350 years. Yeah. 150 years longer than buses. Yeah. And yet, we should have, and they've taken bits and pieces of roads away from us. It's ridiculous. It's something, it it's something you want to keep. You want to treasure it. We don't want to lose it. Why on earth would no, they I, be doing everything to get rid of you guys? Have you seen what the... You know Tottenham Court Road? Do you know Tottenham Court now, Road now? Mm. Uh, the reason why... And, and the street that runs parallel to Tottenham Court Road is called Gower Street. Right. Which is now a two-way road. It was three lanes coming down it to Shrewsbury Avenue. Mm. And Tottenham Court Road was three lanes going up towards um, Euston Road. Yeah? Yeah. They've now uh, banned uh, all traffic, apart from buses and cycles going up Tottenham Court Road. All everything else is diverted through Gower Street. Which, if you're going to put bus, cycles, this is this is stupidness of TfL mm. and Camden Council, mm. right? They put dedicated cycle lanes on Gower Street. On a, they've extended the pavement, put dedicated cycle lane, and yet and they've put a single lane going up and down for all other traffic. Mm. Yet, the Tottenham Court Road is now for buses and cycles. Why put the cycle lane there in Gower Street? Mm. Why, taxis should be allowed to access it. If buses can go, why can't taxis? So now, if I I pick you up from the Hippodrome on Leicester Square and you tell me, can you get me to, um, let's just say you wanted to go to, uh, I don't know, um, um, let's, give, let's give a point Coco Club which is the you know up in Camden High Street there right on the corner mm-hmm. the, the most straightforward route is I leave on left uh, Charing Cross Road forward Tottenham uh, Court Road forward Hampstead Road and then um, forward into Camden High Street set down on right no I can't do that now I've got to leave on left um, on Charing Cross Road, right into Shaftesbury Avenue, forward um, uh, Cambridge, is it Cambridge Circus? Or, no, St. Giles Circus. Uh, uh, 
No, Princess Circus or Cinderella. I mean, I mean, forward Princess Circus, forward Chelsea uh, Avenue, forward into Gower Street, mm. left Gower Place, right Tottenham Court Road. So I've got to go all the way around now. Wow. So that's now, that's now going to cost you five or six pounds extra. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think? The, what do you think the the global plan should be to actually tackling it? What do you want? What do you think that that should be done overall? I think um, um, equal um, rights for buses and taxis. Black cabs. Um, yeah, black cabs. Yeah, black cabs. Well, I mean, uh, a lot of these cycle lanes that they put in. I don't say cyclists doesn't have a place in London. Of course they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's got to be, like a lot of people have said, it really has to be put in proper, properly. Uh, the consultations have got to be put right, uh, got to be done correctly. And I'll give you a proper, a prime example of where the mistakes have made. Now, if I've come from um, Oxford Street, I'm going forward now, facing, going towards East London, going forward towards the city. Now, the continuation of Oxford Street is called New Oxford Street, Bloomsbury Way, uh, and then got Bloomsbury Square. Now, there's a hotel there. Uh, it's, a, it's a Kingsway, I think it's a Thistle Hotel, Kingsway. Now, uh, we pick up passengers there that wants to go to uh, Euston Station. We used to be able to pick up from there, leave on left there, and do, do the cut through from... Bloomsbury Square, Russell Square, Tavistock Square, straight up there. And but no, they blocked that off. Then you thought, okay, then do a, then do the next left, um, which is it's it's gone from me that street now. This is what happens. Yeah, this is what happens. Yeah, you do the next left there. Uh, I think it's called Bloomsbury, not Bloomsbury Way, uh, Bedford Road. That's it. That's Bedford Road. Forward Russell Square. And then you, you just comply. I'm not going to call the whole run out to bore your listeners. But no, <laughs> we can't do that left now. I have to now go forward into Theobald Road and do right into Red Lion Square, uh, right into High Holborn, and do, do a series of four right-hand turns to be able to, to do the left that I needed to do in the first place. Mm. And they, didn't, they allowed only um, cyclists to do a left there. If they had little buses and taxis to do a left there, it would cost my passengers probably about seven, eight pounds, maybe up to ten pounds cheaper to get to Euston Station. So that's what I'm saying. Let's let's look at it another way. Let's say we can get you some of what you want, and uh, in an ideal world, the government say, right, we're going to make the roads completely fluid uh, in London for black cab drivers. Um, we're going to offset the cost of the electric taxi with a grant to make it affordable for you, uh, given all the work that you've done to get there. Uh, we're going to make those charging ports available um, for everybody, not just the buses, uh, in order to help you. Um, what do we do about Uber and l- the like of? Well, Uber, in my opinion, needs to go for a start. I'm okay. not saying that because I'm black cab, but it's fact. It needs to go. It needs to go. Yeah. Yeah, it was brought in illegally through the back door through David Cameron and Jeffrey Osborne mm-hmm. um, because uh, Rebecca something, she's a ginger-haired, curly-haired woman, I forgot her name. Uh, she was pally with David Cameron, a godparent to one of his children, apparently. Right. And something else along the line got Uber in through the back door. Uber and... Um, 
And because our Uber got in, do you know how many minicab offices got shut down? No idea. Most of them are shut down now. Yeah, I bet. Crikey. Yeah? So this this is a farce when they say there's about 40,000 drivers in London who drive for Uber. They're all going to be unemployed. They're not going to be all unemployed because half of them are part-timers anyway. Mm. The rest of them used to work for minicab, local minicab offices, which is much more safer to me because the passenger can actually ring the office and, and make a complaint. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Someone who's answerable. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's and crazy. Uber gets away, gets away of being a tech company. Mm. So in this, uh, the, but, but in another country, they're a transport company. What are they? What mm. are they? Yeah. What are they? In the, case, in the case of Uber drivers, effectively, from what I understand, which isn't a lot, they can just decide to clock on when they feel like it, so they'll just set themselves up on the app and just drive into London. That could be from anywhere. They could be from Essex, they could be from Surrey, Sussex, they could be from anywhere, driving into London to try and pick up some work here and there, like, for however long they want to. London government want to try and reduce congestion, reduce the amount of traffic. Why on earth are they allowing Uber cars to go go. in there and do it? It makes no sense. We've got black cab drivers. I want your public to understand this. Oh, black black cab drivers don't go south London. That's an old argument that's dead and buried. (laughs) It's been dead and buried for the last over 10 years. Mm. We go anywhere. We Mm. just want the work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's any black cab driver now, you stop them in London, say to them, oh, I want to go to Plumstead. It's a really good fare. Why would he refuse? Yeah. Because in Plumstead, there are, Plumstead is a yellow bad sector three area. Now, if he's in that area and he's got his light on, once he's dropped off in Plumstead, uh, he'll put his light on. He's a, that green badge driver is allowed to work in that area. If someone puts their hand up there and want to go somewhere, he's allowed to pick up. Mm. Oh my God, this Plum has been an absolute could... awakening. I had no idea about a lot of this stuff. No, amazing. I didn't either. It is, it is, no. It's amazing and frustrating in equal measure because I, I don't know how you're keeping so calm about and it. And we are honest. the public, so we if we don't know, no one knows. No, I would hope, though, for you guys in terms of COVID and the situation we're in, I would feel so much more comfortable getting into a black cab with, as you say, the partition yeah. between you and the driver, knowing that the area is sanitised all of those kind of things, and climbing into the back of an Uber of a random person, not quite knowing what they're doing, where they've been, who they've had in their cab before, probably not sanitising or doing anything. I feel like maybe it could work out quite well for you guys. You might end up being able to actually pick up a bit more business than they do straight after this lockdown. You, 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 you would think. I mean, check this out. This, this, this is the attitude of the public, yeah? Uh, this, this might come across harsh or rude. When they're out at night, they go to these expensive bars and whatever, and a round of drinks, as you know, is expensive. Mm. Yeah? I mean, if there's six of you, and it's your round, it can cost you 25, 30 quid for that round, mm. if not more, depending on what they're having. Yeah? Mm. You don't mind tapping the card and paying that all day long. You'll do that. But to get home, you want to get home the cheapest possible way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you want to sacrifice your safety. But you mm. don't care when you're paying five or six pounds for a pint of beer. Yeah. Which is overcharged. You know? Yeah. And that driver is that driver is is put his heart and soul and his sacrifice to get that badge. He's losing his um, social life a bit of it Mm. to get you home safely. And another thing, 
uh, that's a peace of mind. I mean, if you got, if you, I don't know if any of you have children, but if you have like a ten-year-old son, daughter, um, stuck up in London, mm. and the child hasn't got any money on them, uh, guarantee you, you, all you have to do is tell your child, put your hand up for for a taxi. The taxi will put that child in the back. Yeah, will get that child home safely. Mm. Yeah, and. We ain't got worried about getting paid or whatever because we know we're going to get paid at the other end. But you know, you can leave your, you know, you got, you got that peace of mind. Yeah. You can put that child in. You guys are all DBS you know? checked, aren't you? You all have to have all the DBS checks and everything like that. Enhanced. Yeah. I think it's, I think our DBS checks are, I think, a bit more enhanced than private hire. Yeah, I can imagine they are. You know, you know it really is. Mm. Yeah, they have you know, to be enhanced disclosure because it, it's one to one. Yeah, they would. You know, and TFL has shot themselves in the foot by handing out all these private hire licenses. Because how many people... Yeah, when was the last time you saw a full bus? Forget school time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's right. It's true. These, these are all the would-be TFL bus... That's why the, that's why the tubes and the, uh, and, the, and the bus fares keep going up. Mm. Less people are going to want to get on a bus after all this anyway. People are going to exactly. want to be in a safe space. So, you know, hopefully that will at least do something for you. Um, well, there, there's a video on, on, uh, on, what was it, in, on Twitter, there was a video uh, somebody posted and it got shared on, I think it's on Hackney Road. Because of the LTN that they put in there, uh, their video, they counted 20-odd buses in a line, most mm. of them empty. Wow. What a joke. Well, well, that's just ironic. That's just, uh, work that one out. Is They've this, got such stupid people working in TFL with no common sense. It's unreal. Yeah. This is an awakening. It really mm. is. You know, we really appreciate you coming on and taking the time to talk to us about this stuff. I don't think many people are going to know um, what you, no. until now a lot of the stuff that we've discussed today. So we you know, need to we, get we, this out there as much as possible. Yeah, so we do. We do. Absolutely. People need to know. So th- what I'm saying is, look, I have no gripes with private hire, yeah? There is a place for them. We can Honestly, hear that, yeah. there is. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't need likes of Uber to be here. We don't need that, yeah? Yeah. The, the, you know, the uh, the local minicab offices give jobs to the to the local people. Yeah, that's true. You know, and you're taking that away. Yeah. And you've got, you, you've got a recourse. If something's wrong, you've got a recourse. You can actually ring up that office. You yep. can't ring up Uber mm. if you can get through. That is, they want everything done by email. Yeah, you know there is a place for private hire, but there's a place, there's a there's, there's a bigger place for us as well. All we want, we're not asking for anything special. We just want what's fair, mm-hmm. and where buses go, we should be able to go. Well, you got my vote. Yeah, me too, hundred percent. That's all we want. You know, we have one last question for you before we go. Sure, anything. Um, din- dinner and a show. Yeah. <laughs> We're asking you if you like to. Would you like to come for dinner and a show when this is all over with, with us? us? Definitely. Please, yeah. Keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got my contact details. Yeah, we'll I'll keep in touch. Come along. Oh, when the, when this ends, I, we have to get together. We have something to eat and we'll, we'll go and see a show. Definitely. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be happy to. All right, it's, it's been an absolute yeah. pleasure. Thank you ever so much for coming on. Thank you. I hope I haven't bored you no, at all. No, it was amazing. I find it interesting. It was amazing. So Thank you ever so much. 
You're you're welcome. Uh, thanks to all your listeners, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to come on again whenever you wish. Oh, oh we'll speak amazing. soon, hopefully. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. <laughs> right. well, you take care until then. Thank you. All Thank right, goodbye now. Bye. Bye for now. Bye. Well, that was uh, that was really really interesting. Very enlightening. I mean, my God, what a raw deal those guys are getting. It's horrendous. I can't believe half of that. I actually did not know half of what he just said. What a lovely guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always loved going in a black cab and going to London to do those things. And I I knew in the far distance that they were struggling. Obviously, you could see the protests and yeah. things like that. But to actually understand everything that they've been through, the amount of money that they spend, the amount of time and effort that they spend putting into being <laughs> a black cab driver... Yeah. Knowing the knowledge, making tourists really happy, because it does make you happy when someone can tell you stuff and give you like, oh, that's a great bar to go to, or, you know, this is where blah, blah, did this, and all of those things. That's important. An Uber driver who barely says hello to you is not important. Yeah. Even slightly. Well, from now on, as far as I'm concerned, I've never actually gone in an Uber anyway, <laughs> but it, but I will not be getting in no, an Uber. So anybody listening, if you've got any savvy about you, Take a black cab. Yeah, that's Thanks the way very to much. go. <laughs> All right, until next time. Goodbye now. Bye.